You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, hi everyone. Wow, we didn't expect that this week, did we? Back into lockdown restrictions. If you're watching from overseas, uh, Auckland had some community transmission of COVID, and uh, so the government has brought in level three restrictions. And uh, by the time you hear this, I, I presume that we'll either still be there or uh, we will be in a stage of lockdown further. So uh, that's the way things are. Things happen in life, don't they? Things don't always go as we are planned. In fact, they say there are two great laws of life that we need to learn. One is that things don't always go as planned. You know, how many have worked that one out? The circumstances in life, many of them are uncontrollable. For example, businesses go bankrupt, employees get fired, plans fail, friends move away, uh, games are lost, uh, elections are lost. There's uh, a law called Murphy's Law. It says that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Now, if you follow the New Zealand Warriors football team, you learn that one real, real quick. Things just don't go the way they had planned. At the beginning of this year, I had a number of things planned. I uh, went to India at the beginning of the year, and uh, then there were some other missions trips we were looking at, uh, at um, going to Sri Lanka to open up the training centre that we had built there. All of those things are off, and it uh, doesn't look too good for next year as well. Things don't always go as planned. The second great law of life is that there are many things in life that are caused by factors that you had no control over, and so you had no choice as to who your parents will be, you can't choose your race, you can't choose your sex, you didn't choose where and where the circumstances of uh, your birth. All of these things are cards that you are dealt with in life and how you play them is your choice and your choice generally depends on the values that you hold. And so when things don't go as planned, you make decisions according to values that you hold. When, when uh, things in life that you don't have any control over, you make decisions by the values that you hold. And we all know people have overcome great obstacles and adversities to make their lives count. And God allows these obstacles to teach us to grow so that we don't just stay baby spiritually. You know, everyone loves a little baby, so cute, a little baby. But when that baby is 21 and they're still sort of acting like a little baby, then it's not so cute. And God wants us to grow up. And so when we start out in life, uh, we, we're not really aware that God has got a plan for our life. Uh, we're just doing our thing. And then slowly, like revelation begins to birth inside of our soul. And there becomes this desire inside of us to begin to follow after this dream that we're carrying in our heart. We're not necessarily trained for this dream. We don't necessarily have the resources for it. Uh, we may not have the wisdom to make it happen. Uh, we may not even feel that we have the the right upbringing uh, to be able to do it. These are factors in life which are out of our control. Uh, but there's this growing awareness that there is in our spirit that we're not just a blob on this planet for no reason at all, but there is something that I contribute can contribute. I'm here for a reason. There's a mission that God has given me to do. 
In the Old Testament, we have a man called Joseph and God got hold of Joseph when he was among his brothers, just part of the family, and shows him a dream how he's going to rise to this position of power. And so he shares this vision, this dream with his brothers, but unfortunately they take it the wrong way. If they had seen the mission that God was speaking to Joseph about, they would not have tried to kill him because this mission was to feed their families during a time of drought. And they were going to be blessed as a result of this revelation that God was giving uh, to Joseph. This dream was the best thing that could ever have happened to them, maybe life-saving, helped them through a tough time because he had this dream though that one day they would bow down to him. Uh, They hated him because of it. But the different response between Joseph and his brothers was that even though Joseph faced faced these challenges and he he didn't really understand all of the stuff that he was going through, Joseph never lost sight of the dream that God had given to him. He never gave up. He never just settled down for mediocrity in his life. See, not everybody understands your dream, often because we don't fully understand it ourselves. We only see it in part. The Bible says to us in 1 Corinthians, it says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. We couldn't handle the full revelation if God just gave us just the full revelation of what he wants to do in our life and just in one big hit, we would say, no, we're not equipped for that. We're not able to do that. And so he gives it to us in part and we begin to step out into this little bit of uncertainty. We're not sure there's something special we think that's in store in our life, but we're not quite sure. And, and often, so we begin to step out and we find that the pathway that we're stepping out is not quite what we imagined that it was going to be. And so we can learn a lot from Joseph with this dream that he had. These stories in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they are a legacy for us. They, God has given them to us to, to teach us the way that he works, to teach us lessons in life. It is a great legacy that we can hold on to uh, for our own lives. So there's some things that I want to bring out of the story here. The first one I want to suggest to you today is that bad stuff will happen to you. Bad stuff will happen to you. Joseph had an amazing dream, but he didn't see how he was going to get there. And, and it was like he had this dream and then it was all downhill experiences from, from there. And uh, so his brothers were out looking after their flocks and so Joseph's uh, father sends him out to the brothers just to see how they're getting on. We read that in the Bible in Genesis chapter 37 and verse 19 to 20, it says this. It says, here comes that dreamer. And they said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns so that, uh, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was re- wearing, and they took him and threw him in the cistern. The cistern was empty, there was no water in it. And as they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. And Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. 
When I go out fishing and, and then I catch some fish and I bring them back home again and I, and I fillet them and I gut them, fillet them, and I put the waste into the garden. Now I have to be very careful where I put it, so uh, I dig a hole and, and I put the waste in, I cover it up and then put a marker because if I dig it up too soon, it like it really stinks, it just smells bad. It, if, I, if I dug it up, the neighbours would be complaining to me, it is just so bad. And so for several months, you just don't touch it. You just leave it there for a, a little while. You don't dig it up. The smell's really strong. But if you come back after a little while, the smell is gone. And the plants you can plant there and the plants, they just bloom. They're blossoming. They, they see new growth because that fish fertilizer, that fish waste has become fertilizer. And, and as bad as it used to smell, now it's giving the plants valuable nutrients and minerals that they could not get otherwise. See, Joseph could have been discouraged. It's like this whole load of just stinky stuff just got really just dumped all over him. Saying, God, why did this happen to me? God, I'm a good person. And it's like one bad thing after another happened to him. So finally he gets thrown into prison for 13 years for a crime that he didn't commit. What he didn't realise was they were putting fertiliser on him. In each situation, Joseph is getting stronger. Like Joseph is growing, he's, he's learning new things, his roots are going down deeper. That, in, that injustice, that, that, that stinky situation, it just seemed like wasted years of his life. But the fertilizer, like the fertilizer gives plants nutrients and, and the difficulty in, uh, you know, that were happening in Joseph's life there, uh, they were preparing him for the next level of the destiny that God had for him. The first 30 years of his life, nothing seemed to go right. You know, learn from this story. The things that are written in the Old Testament, the New Testament says, the things that stories that were written in the Old Testament are for our example. We can learn from them. See, you can walk away from something, a dream that's been given to you, because it doesn't look like what you thought it should look like. See, what we don't understand is that when God shows us a destination, we think that we're going to go up, but the first test often is that we're going to go down. But if I'm faithful in the pit, I'll be faithful in the palace. If I can praise him in the pit, I can praise him in the palace. Bad stuff will happen to you. It can be like smelly fertilizer that is jumped or dumped all over you, but it will help you to grow. Second thing that I want to suggest to you when you're going through some tough times is that don't go through it, grow through it. Don't go through it, grow through it. God needed to do some stuff in Joseph's life to prepare him for his mission, but Everything that happened seemed just to be backwards uh, to what he thought it should be. Everything looked different to what he had in mind. It might seem that way in your life also. We all go through stuff in life that seems to stink. We don't like it. Wasn't fair. Why did that relationship fail? Why did I come down with this sickness? Why did I lose my main client? Why did COVID-19 happen and destroy my business, destroy my job? See, the truth is that you cannot reach your highest potential without fertilizer. That stinky stuff, it's not working against you, it's working for you. It may smell really bad right now, but if you just keep doing the right thing, you will come through into a new season of growth in your life. See, don't just go through it, grow through it. Recognize that it's making you stronger. You're developing trust. You're developing confidence. You're de de developing determination. 
See, Joseph shared his dreams with his brother. It was like an immature, it was in a prideful way. Don't let your immaturity let you mismanage the opportunity because in your immaturity, often what you can do is you can, you can let the dream, you can let the position that you've come to go to your head and you can become full of pride about the position that you now have. Anytime God takes you from a place that you didn't have to a place that you do have, always beware of your mission. Don't get drunk on the position. See, if you get drunk on the position, pride comes before the fall. You could lose it all. It is the mission that brings you to the position. Joseph's vision was that he was up and his brothers were down and, uh, you know, it just seemed to be like God was positioning him because he, he finds all the time, you know, he's meant to be up, his brother's down, but he finds he's down in the pit and his brothers are up. The position just seemed to be the opposite of the dream that he had. See, you can get discouraged. You can say, oh God, why is this happening to me? Realize it is fertilizer. Joseph needed to realize that they're trying to stop me, but God is using this to increase me. One bad thing after they happened, uh, one bad thing after another happened to him. They sold him into slavery. Then his master's wife lied about him. He got put in prison. Stay in faith during the stinky times. People don't have the final say. God has the final say. God will get you where he wants you to be. Joseph went from the pit to the prison all the way to the palace. Everything God promised you, he has every intention of bringing it to pass. The pit is not your future. Potter's house is not your future. The prison is not your future. The palace is your future. Dreams are coming to pass are your future. Victory is your future. Restoration, health, wholeness, that is what is in front of you. That is how your story ends. And God is wanting to test you so that he will, he will position you to see if you will praise him in the pit. Before you earn the right to praise God on the mountaintop, you have to be able to praise him in the valleys. Praise him in a situation that is not good, then you'll appreciate being on top when he brings you there. What's the third thing that you need to do going through tough times? Don't see a problem, see an opportunity. Don't see a problem, see an opportunity. Joseph's brothers saw him as a problem. Whenever he was seen as a problem, he went down. They put him in a pit because they saw him as a problem. The Ishmaelites, they come along and they look down into the pit and they saw him as an answer. And so they pulled him up. They thought, he's not a problem, he's an answer. We can make some money out of this guy. Uh, we can do something with him, we can use him. Uh, Genesis chapter 39 and verse 1 and 2, it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. And the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And so they sold him to Potiphar as an answer. Potiphar gave money because he saw this bright young boy that he was a boy that could serve in his household. He was an answer. And soon Joseph was running Potiphar's house. And as long as Potiphar saw Joseph as an answer, he was able to stay in the house. He was in a position of, of standing in the house until Potiphar's wife lusted after him. And then he became a problem. Verse 6 it says, So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. 
Now Joseph was a well-built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said to him, come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told him, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. And so she reacted really badly at being rejected. So she made up the story and went to her husband with the story. Verse 17, then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, Now this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. So when Potiphar looked down, saw Joseph as a problem and not an answer, he goes back down, he's thrown into jail. But soon we find that he's running the jail. Verse 20, it says this, it says, But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him, he showed him kindness and granted him favour in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. See, somebody else's problem can be another person's answer. See, you may have lost your job because it wasn't working out or maybe your boss now with the uh, downturn and, and uh, the loss of the wage subsidy is no longer able to afford you. That means just because you're somebody else's problem doesn't mean that you can't be somebody else's answer. See, when, when someone sees you, it, uh, how somebody sees you, that doesn't determine your value. When God shuts one door, he'll open up another door for you. You find there in verse 41, it says, When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. And Pharaoh had this dream, and he was told about Joseph, who uh, could interpret dreams. And soon we find that Joseph is standing before Pharaoh. Pharaoh had never met Joseph. He didn't know what his brothers thought about him. He didn't know what Potiphar's wife thought about him. He knew nothing about him. Pharaoh heard about Joseph as an answer. He heard of Joseph as an answer. The bottler saying, when we were in prison, we had this dream, we didn't understand. We went to this guy who was also in prison and he gave us the answer. And so Pharaoh says, now send for him, go get Joseph because Joseph could be an answer to my problem. See, the famine was a blessing. Just think about it for a moment. If it wasn't for the famine, Joseph would have died in jail. The famine created a need that Pharaoh couldn't supply and gave Joseph an opportunity for his gifts to operate. See, out of COVID-19 as a church, we've had new opportunities. And so our church and our city congregation and our Pukekohe congregation, coming out of the lockdown, they've added extra service. We've seen increased growth as a result of that. Um, we've begun our on, new online uh, campus because of that. Good things have come out of bad. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. God has given to you gifts that can be an answer to somebody else's need. They said to Joseph, Pharaoh wants you. Look at Joseph's response. He doesn't doubt, doesn't argue, he doesn't draw back, he doesn't, he's not intimidated. Joseph recognises that when he was a little kid with that coat that his father put upon him, signifying there was something special, he, something birthed in his heart, there was something special that dropped into his spirit, that there was a plan, there was a purpose, there was a destiny for his life. And, and when he had that, when the Pharaoh calls him, he's ready to step up. He recognises that this is part of his destiny. 
He's thinking to himself, when I was running Potiphar's house, you know, that was preparation for me that one day I'm going to run the country. Everything Joseph had lost, he was supposed to lose because he, whatever he lost, it was, it was preparation. It was preparing him for this time. If Joseph had been successful in Potiphar's house, he probably would have worked there until the rest of his life. Potiphar would never have thrown him in jail. He would have worked there. He would have been settling for something that was less than what God had purpose for him. Maybe this is God's word to somebody here today. You know, stop crying over what you have lost. God has let you lose it because it needed to make way for what he is now preparing to give to you. See, everything you have been practicing on, that was like beneath you, that was preparation for you, but it wasn't your real destiny. Everything that you have been uh, involved in in the past in your life, it was preparation for what God wants to do now with with your life, to fulfill the dream that he's put in your spirit. The Bible said that Joseph shaved himself, changed his garments, and went into Pharaoh. He needed to change. Man, what he'd been going through all those years, it was like just smelly fertilizer that was dumped all on him. He was no state in his smelly prison clothes to be able to go and stand before the Pharaoh, you know, Pharaoh to ready just there to fulfill the destiny that God had got for his life. See, you've got to get ready for what God wants to do in your life. Everything that you've been through, if you let it hang on to you like old smelly prison clothes, you know, things that are worrying your mind, the, regret, the regrets that you're holding, you know, the, 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 the sadness in your spirit because of what you've lost. If you let all of those things, they're like old prison clothes that are hanging on to you, they'll hold you back, they'll stop you from stepping into the next stage of the destiny that you've got. You've got to take off those old clothes. You know, you won't embrace the new if you're still grieving over the lost. And I kind of think, you know, look at Joseph, he could have had the attitude, yeah, I'm so upset with my family. You know, I'm never going to dream again. Like that dream, that was the worst thing that ever happened in my life. If I hadn't had that dream, I wouldn't have fallen out with my brothers. I wouldn't have ended up uh, being here in Egypt. And I'm never going to dream again. I'm so angry with that dream. Or I'm so upset about things that went wrong in Potiphar's house. I, I love that job. I gave my best for that job. And I was trying so hard and then it all went wrong. I'm never going to try hard in a job again. Or, you know, I'm so upset about those guys that forgot me in prison. And I'm never going to trust anyone again. I trust those guys that they would go and put in a good word for me and they didn't do it I'm never going to trust people again see you have to see your uniqueness as an answer and not a problem because if you keep seeing it as a problem you'll keep staying in the problem you'll keep staying in, in prison you've got to say God I thank you for what I went through I thank you for everything that's happened to me I recognize that it's preparation for what you're preparing what you've got for my life right now so he went into Pharaoh. Pharaoh took his ring off, put it on his finger, gave him a robe of the finest linen, put him in a chariot right alongside of his own, put him in charge of the whole of Egypt. See, the famine in the land was a blessing, not a curse. See, believe God that you are the answer to somebody else's need. We're going through tough times, and personally, I think... We're going to have even more difficult economic times ahead of us. You can't just keep printing money and borrowing money and there's not consequences somewhere along the line. We're going through an even more difficult time probably ahead of us. 
But we need to see these opportunities that are in front of us, not as a prison, but as a palace. Not as a pit, but as your destiny, as your purpose. Not as something that is slavery, but something that is royalty. That God is taking you from the pit to the palace so that you will come and fulfill the destiny that he's got over your life. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, I just pray, oh God, for each person that's listening right now. Lord, we know that there are difficult times. Some are going through them now. Some are still to face them. But Father, we just thank you, Lord, that if we put our trust in you, if we make decisions according to the values of faith that we hold, Lord, that we will make right decisions, we will make good decisions. Father, that you'll take us through these things, through the valley and onto the mountain. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz